Well, today we have a passage I've never had to preach on before, but I've done my homework. We are going to be hearing about the sin and the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah today. The lectionary tries to skip over the actual sin part, but I think that because so many people talk about it, it's important for us to actually hear this. And so poor Caleb is going to read this horrifying story to us. Yet, so, so many people talk about it, it's just important to cover. And um, it's bizarre and it's disturbing, but before we hear it, let me offer some comments about what this story is not about. So many people talk about this and what it means. And so let's hear from the great preacher and scripture scholar, Walter Brueggemann, who says, Unless interpreted carefully... This passage will be taken as support for mistaken theological notions that are uncritical and destructive. The most obvious dangers of perverse interpretation relate to the stylized stereotyped description of judgment and destruction, the appeal to numbers that we heard yesterday of um, Abraham talking about if there's ten righteous people, the city would be saved, that using numbers, it's too easy to reduce God's righteous purposes to arithmetical calculation. And three, the idea that the offense of Sodom, which in popular usage, and perhaps in nine, uh, well, the one verse, is homosexuality. If these three factors, stylized judgment, numerical calculation, and simplistic moralizing on homosexuality are brought together according to popular understandings, the text will yield a teaching remote from the gospel. So, we'll cover a little bit more about that, but just be advised as we listen to this, listen broadly. The easy way would have been to preach on the gospel, but... This is important enough and talked about enough that I think it's only appropriate to address it. What was the sin of Sodom? Many people say it was homosexuality. Others say it was inhospitality. But it's so much more than that. The men of the town to a man demanded that two strangers be brought out to suffer physical, sexual, psychological, public abuse. The fact of the matter is, the people of Sodom were completely depraved. Even before this story takes place, God has sent these angels to investigate because he has heard that the people of this town have no redeeming qualities whatsoever. They have no regard for God or for neighbor. It's not any specific aspect of what they did that made God hail down fire and brimstone. What is this story doing here? Smack in the middle of the saga of Abraham. It's that last line. Lot was not saved so much because of his own righteousness, but because of Abraham's special relationship with God. Abraham's conversation with God, which we heard yesterday, was a beautiful prayer expressing concern for people besides himself. That's what we are as church. We are not saved because of our own merits, but by God's mercy. We as a church are a hospital for sinners, not a club for saints. And don't get too caught up on what happened to Lot's wife. 
there isn't a whole lot of theological insight into her becoming a pillar of salt. Most people think that this is just a fable to explain the origin of a big salt deposit in the Holy Land. What can we learn from this? Let us be motivated to pray. Let us pray to the Holy Spirit for the resolve to love others. Let us pray to the Holy Spirit for the resolve to love God. And let us continue to pray for one another.